You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Welcome back to the program. I'm Bridget Mutambirwa. This week we discuss and reflect on people-to-people relations between China and Eritrea over the past three decades as China and Eritrea head toward their 30th anniversary of diplomatic ties on the 24th of May. Now joining us today in the first half of the discussion is Mr. Zhang Yongpeng and he is a retired diplomat who served in Eritrea and currently a senior researcher at the China Africa Institute Chinese Academy of Social Sciences Professor of Fujian Jiangxia Institute Mr Zhang Yongpeng welcome to the program Thank you for your kind introduction It's the second time join us on the program Yes yes Okay all right Now early this week at the invitation of Chinese President Xi Jinping President Isaias Afuriki of the state of Eritrea made a state visit to China what is your assessment of the friendship between China and Eritrea over the last years. Yeah, China and Eritrea had a very good relations and since the independence of this country in 1993, that year uh, China and Eritrea established the diplomatic ties mm. and the diplomatic relations has developed uh, Decades of years, okay. uh, still uh, kept a very in a very good state. And politically, China and Eritrea support each other, mm-hmm. and the leaders of the two sides and going to visit each other frequently, mm. especially uh, on the issue of uh, maintaining each other's sovereignty, especially fighting against the Western sanctions, mm. for example, and uh, on the issue of human rights, mm. China. And Eritrea had been supporting each other for decades of years. Mm-hmm. And economically, there are many Chinese enterprises in Eritrea mm-hmm. and also established some of the joint companies, for example, the Zara Gold Mine okay. is a very good example. And I could say that in Eritrea, mm-hmm. the major foreign companies or enterprises are largely from China okay. instead of from the other countries. Okay. okay. So this is a very good symbol and the Eritrea and especially present ISAS has a very good uh, very good feeling for the Chinese equipment for example mm. the the buses oh, are okay. imported mm. from China and uh, some engineering trucks and uh, machineries are also imported from China mm. bought from China mm. and so uh, these are very very good uh, examples and for decades of years the Chinese medical teams maybe one or two years have a run have uh, new teams come to Eritrea mm-hmm. and up to now they are still there and could say that both China and Eritrea are each other's firm and enduring partners of cooperation. Mm. Now, Mr. Zhang Yongping, you served in Eritrea for two years. Uh, what do you think have been the highlights of 
Eritrea China people to people relations so far, or even during from the time that you served in Eritrea on diplomatic mission? I think the, the people to people relationship with the, uh, between the two countries is so good. Mm. And I could be an example when I was say there, the, the local people are very so friendly with the China, okay. the Chinese. Uh, when I arrived there, maybe the first time mm. in, uh, in 2014, maybe uh, just arrived there uh, for more than 10 days, some, mm-hmm. some, something like that. Mm. I met a mother handing with the a small girl coming towards me. Okay. And that girl, very, very small, maybe, I guess uh, her age should be three to four. Mm. When she saw me, mm. she said, China, <laughs> say hello, greeting to me, <laughs> saying, uh, China, I was greatly moved mm. at that time. Yeah, because mm. uh, such a small kid, mm. she can tell her mother, right? <laughs> and also she agreed to me, mm. right? That is very, very, very strange and curious for me, but so moved, mm. excited, mm. and by the local people, their feeling to China, mm. and lots of the lots of the examples I, I could see whether you are walking along the street mm. or to. To visit the locals, people are all so friendly with mm. the Chinese. And one other story of mine, one summer when we go down to the sea coast, mm-hmm. coast area, to the Masawa port, mm-hmm. to okay. the seaside, okay. uh, to join in enough oxygen. Mm-hmm. When I was there, one day on the boat to the outside sea, to mm-hmm. uh, that is called a, a green island. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, halfway, mm. the wind and the rain and the heavy cloud mm. is coming towards the surrounding. So we have to get back. Mm-hmm. But at that time, the boat is so dangerous. Mm. And the captain said to us, we have to turn back. Mm. Suddenly, the wind blew my cat into the sea. Mm-hmm. Because, you you know, in the, uh, the highland uh, areas, mm. the sunshine is so strong. Mm. Cat is very important mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, also, the cap for uh, is very expensive. More than <laughs> it cost me uh, more than one hundred dollar, mm. right? US dollar. Mm. And so I have to gave up at that time. But very strangely, mm. when we get back to the near approach to the the, the shore, it comes following the, 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 the boat. So I have to ask help mm. uh, from the captain, and he said nothing, and just. Uh, diving to the sea and suddenly swim very quickly to the car very very short time i i don't know how uh, he could climb up the boat mm. and have that cap to me so i was so excited yeah. greatly moved at that time deeply moved mm. so these are all some uh, very good examples of the people to people relations mm. And we know lots of the uh, Chinese people, uh, whether the entrepreneurs or uh, the the teachers or some uh, technicians uh, in Eritrea have very good relations with the local people. Mr. Zhang, given its location on the Red Sea, what strategic importance, though, is this for China? 
Yeah, I think the Red Sea is a, a sea connected with the Mediterranean mm-hmm. and in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a very important uh, transportation tunnel linking the two seas, mm-hmm. the Mediterranean and the uh, in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Also, this is a route for the international trade. Lots of the goods should be transported even for China mm-hmm. from Europe and uh, Arabian countries, mm-hmm. from Iran, maybe some time, right, mm. are from the North and the South Europe, or even from uh, American, North American, South American, mm. to China, to Japan, and for Japan, for China, for some other uh, Asian countries, mm. Southeast Asia. Mm. Uh, so obviously, this is a very critically uh, important uh, mm. location. Okay. And l- let's talk about infrastructure cooperation. What key infrastructure has Eritrea developed through the help of Chinese cooperation. Yeah, quite a lot, quite a lot. China has helped Eritrea to build up, for example, especially the the power station in Masawa. Okay. Masawa port, uh-huh. right? Yeah, given the generators, not only generators, but also some uh, uh, some buildings, and uh, also in the the port of Masawa in that area. And China had uh, helped Eritrea build up some of the refrigeration house okay. or storage uh-huh. facilities, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Very large area. And also China helped the, uh, the, uh, give a very, very large sum of economic aid to build the uh, university uh-huh. in the city of around uh, Asmara, uh-huh. the south, south region. Right. Mm-hmm. I could not remember the name of that region uh, very clearly, but uh, that is a technical university right. of uh, uh, Eritrea. Okay. And uh, yeah, and also some part of the hospital in Asmara. These buildings, schools in some other areas also. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in your opinion, what can China and Eritrea do in future to build a closer China-Africa community with a shared future? under the framework of uh, the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation and the Belt and Road Initiative. What's your take when we're looking at Eritrea? Uh, along with the, this visit, uh, President Isas with it to China at the time, mm-hmm. uh, you may notice that following the President, uh, that he's finance and mm-hmm. development, Minister of Finance of Development and uh, the Minister of Trade, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That means what? That means especially economic sector and China, Eritrea will try to find out some further opportunities, for example, especially in the agriculture sector, right. in the power generation sector, mm. in the uh, the green development, for example, right? And especially the trade, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, trade areas. And to strengthen the closer China-Africa community with the shared future in this respect, uh, I think uh, based on the e- political uh, trust, the economically close cooperation with each other and the people to people going to each other countries, we can get a very, very close and friendly cooperation and uh, with a win-win result and mm-hmm. respect and set up finally good example mm. uh, for uh, whether for African countries, other African countries or for other developing countries mm. and try to uh, make a lead in, uh, in uh, building the closer China-Africa community with a shared future. Mm. And just to wind off, Mr. Zhang Yongpeng, this month actually marks the 30th anniversary of diplomatic ties 
between China and Eritrea. In your opinion, how should the two countries strengthen people-to-people exchange in the coming future? People-to-people exchange uh, has uh, lots of uh, lots of deep meanings mm. in the different levels. Okay. And political levels, uh, the, the higher levels, higher political levels, uh, the, the local government levels, and the common people levels, right? Mm. And I think in this respect, we know uh, we should, uh, while we are strengthening the higher or political or economic levels, mm. uh, people-to-people exchange and especially the common peoples going and visit each other is so important mm-hmm. and especially for example Eritrea could open some uh, new tourist destinies mm-hmm. for for Chinese tourists mm-hmm. and I think in respect of the Chinese people uh, tourists could go to Eritrea mm-hmm. because in Eritrea the the tourist uh, resources are so rich and mm-hmm. very rich and very good country okay and the sightseeing could be really some kind of enjoyment mm-hmm. for them. And uh, the, the also the, 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 same, the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eritrea the people could come to China right. to see, right? right. And uh, by doing so, they can understand each other, exchange their uh, languages and cultures right. and, uh, and even religions, mm-hmm. right? right. Uh, strengthen the, the, the foundation of people to be able exchanges uh, of the two countries. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have in this first segment. Mr. Zhang Yongpeng, thank you for sharing your insights on the China-Eritrea people-to-people relations. Thank you. Still on China-Eritrea people-to-people relations, listeners, please stay tuned in the second half of the episode. My colleague Do Hongyu speaks with Hinok Naguse Nagash, an Eritrean economics and business teacher at Beijing Limai International High School. Join us after the break. Thank you. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China Africa Talk. Find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. We'll see you there. Okay, so Hanok, it's it's a great pleasure having you here. Uh, okay. Could you please introduce yourself a little bit? Okay, thank you for having me first. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Dr. Hanok Nugusenegash. Uh, I'm from Eritrea and I've been to uh, China in multiple times. Uh, the first one that I came to China was in 2011 to do my postgrad studies. After completing it successfully, then I went back home to continue working in 2013. And then the second time I came to China again in 2017 to do my doctoral degree. The first time you came here was in 2011. That's 2011. Over yeah. a decade ago. Yeah, big time. Why did you choose to come here in the very first place? Uh, okay, so, uh, well, uh, in 2011, there was, I was working as a graduate assistant in a university, College of Business and Economics, back home. Uh, by then, there was already uh, bilateral educational cooperation between Eritrea and, and China that was ongoing. 
then I had the opportunity to get this uh, uh, scholarship to do my postgrad in China. Then when the opportunity pops up, I never hesitated to, to pick it and I came to, to China then. Um, is there any more forms of such cooperation on education or is there um, any policies specifically mm. for students from Eritrea or from other African countries mm. that can benefit students or that have benefited you in the past? Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, basically the uh, Eritrean and Chinese relationship is based on uh, bilateral agreement, mutual respect and cooperation on the sectors of education, health uh, and other infrastructure that would benefit both uh, countries. So as part of this policy, uh, China started giving uh, scholarship opportunities uh, to many African countries that would include my country, Eritrea as well. So we got this benefit as part of this program uh, in 2011. Of course, I had some colleagues who came before me as well. My senior colleagues in the college that I was working back home, uh, they came to China in 2008 as well to do their uh, postgrad uh, studies. Uh, so uh, absolutely in educational way, uh, there is a very strong and tight policy of cooperation between these two countries. Uh, and this is why I am here as well. Great. Yeah. What do you like the best about China? Uh, well, what do I like the best? Well, there's a lot of things that that I can possibly mention. But to start with is the uh, the determination of the people in whatever they do, work uh, work ethic. This impresses me a lot. They are always determined. They are always driven. Uh, they always are very enthusiastic in everything that they do. So this is something that uh, impressed me a lot as a person, personally speaking for me. I've read some of the reports about you in the past, especially mm -hmm. during the COVID pandemic. Yeah. You were writing diaries, mm -hmm. you were recording what you've experienced in mm -hmm. Wuhan in 2020. Yeah. What happened to those diaries afterwards? Uh, well, usually diaries are part of our lives, right? Wherever we go, they go with us. So uh, one of my plans was to write a very short uh, diary book about uh, uh, 2020 and the life in Wuhan and how, uh, how the pandemic affected Wuhan and how Wuhan uh, was able to overcome all those challenges. Uh, so I wouldn't say I have completed everything, but still I'm, I'm working because naturally I'm not a writer, but I try to uh, put my ideas into paper every time that I get a chance. Uh, maybe I might, I might uh, seek some uh, professional guide on how to make it a better book and then publish it, but it's still on the plan. Uh, one of the challenges that I got is should I should I write it in Chinese or should I write it in English or should I write it in my own local language as well. Uh, for now, uh, a better way to reach out for most uh, people that I thought in my mind was uh, maybe English, but I might go with a parallel of Chinese language translation as well. So it's I can say it's a uh, work in progress.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also tried to connect with Eritrean people in 2020. Yes. What was that about?、Uh, during 2020, so as we all know, that、uh, the pandemic affected the entire world, right?、Uh, so there were two reasons why we we tried not only myself but also my countrymates who were living、uh, specifically in Wuhan and in China in general. We decided, okay, how about we reach out to our people there? Let's tell them what's、uh, how it's, how our lives are in here and try to give them some external motivation. Uh, so this is the idea. So、uh, we wrote one article, a very short letter, to reach out the、uh, Eritrean media, and、uh, we told them that because people were worried, right? Obviously, parents will be、uh, will be worrying a, a lot about how about our lives. So we wrote this article that everything is going smooth.、Uh, the universities that we are in, the cities that we are in. Are taking very good care of us, and there's nothing to worry about. We were in, a, we are in a very safe hands.、Uh, so uh, we reached out due to this reason, and we also wanted to convey a message to the people that、uh, to follow all the necessary steps in overcoming the challenge of the pandemic.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about your work now. Okay.、Uh, could you please describe what you're doing? Uh, especially in this school. Okay, sure. So、uh, now I work in,、uh, as we are here now, Beijing Limai International High School. So,、uh, like I said earlier, in 2021, July 2021, I decided to pursue my career here and to have a very different exposure from what I had previously. So、uh, I was able to have been selected as a candidate in our school here. Uh, and I passed all the screening.、Uh, then I was hired here.、Uh, then I moved to to to、uh, Beijing from my hometown, Wuhan. Yeah.、Uh, so you can see our school. They welcomed me、uh, with a very stretched hands, and I start、uh, working as a lecturer in economics and business for、uh, A level curriculum and GAC and other different curriculums as well. Uh, but it was very quick that、uh, when there was a vacancy that I applied for a head of a department, so、uh, I was assigned as head of a department of science as well. So、uh, I work as head plus lecturer of those subjects that I that I mentioned to you.、Uh, on top of that, I try to、uh, with the support of our、uh, schools management, I was able to to. Open up two simultaneous uh, trainings uh, to our students, which focus on stock market trading and business simulation. People of the two countries are more connected than the time that you first came to China in 2011.、Uh, I would say yes, of course, because、uh, when the program started first, it was only few people coming here, but with time,、uh, more and more. Eritrean、uh, students has started c- coming to to China, but not only、uh, educationally speaking, but also I know there are a lot of business people from Eritrea who who trade with with Chinese counterparts as well.、Uh, so the connection is growing.、Uh, from your perspective,、mm-hmm. what do you expect about the China Eritrea cooperation in the future? 
Ah, uh, yeah, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my understanding, uh, I'm, I'm in, in 2022, last year, uh, Eritrea and China has signed based on the uh, One Belt, One Road, Idailu. So uh, Eritrea became a member of uh, the maritime uh, route so because Eritrea is located at the heart of the Red Sea. So it's very strategic for the Belt Road initiative success as well. Uh, so I do hope to see a very strengthened uh, actions on this regard, on the One Belt, One Road. Besides, I hope that there will be more agreements regarding educational, health, infrastructure, technology. I would love to see a very strengthened uh, cooperation on those uh, basic sectors that would benefit the Eritrean people and the Eritrean economy to grow faster and the Chinese companies to diversify their investments and go uh, worldwide. Thank you very much, Dr. Hinock. <laughs> Thank you very much for A having lot of me, insights. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.